Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where the mission is to encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. The topic of this podcast series is dads standing firm. There's a lot of noise that work to distract dads and family as the year wraps up. Uh, this discussion here will encourage dads to stand firm in what's important during this season. Uh, before I introduce our guest, let me uh, want to remind you that uh, Faithful Fathering exists to help you become the dad the next generation needs. So I do want to point you to our website, faithfulfathering.org, where you can click on the Four Dads button. And uh, to see a history of our blogs and studies that really complement these podcasts. As always, this will be a very practical discussion that I pray blesses you on your journey as the man, husband, and father you're called to be. So in the studio with me today is a uh, uh, good friend, uh, Mr. Uh, pastor Von Juan, yes, uh, sir. founding pastor of Space City Church. I know you're an awesome husband, a God guy, and, uh, I try. and a father of four. Yes, Tell, sir. Update us a little bit on what's happening. Man, God's good. So we you know, planted Space City Church four years ago after a journey of, man, God just working through my life. You know, I was born in St. Croix, raised in the southeast side of Houston, Texas, and uh, ended up playing sports, got a full-paid scholarship to Rice University. And during my time at Rice, of course, I knew God, but wasn't focused on God. You know, he was he was second place in the race. And uh, but after I got at Rice, I ended up injuring my knee, unfortunately, before the 04 Olympics. So that took me down a bad path. Found out that my father was sick. He ended up passing away. So through that time, man, I call it post baller depression. And I just started making a ton of bad decisions. Found myself um, tased multiple times. Um, by the police one night, almost Glad lost they got my the right gun. Right? They got the right gun, yes, they squeezed <laughs> the right one. And I call that night shock therapy, Rick, and it was the wake-up call I needed to become a better husband, but most importantly, a better father. Um, that's what we're talking about today, and that was the journey I, I took, man. went to Lakewood Church in 2007, and I only showed up that day because I knew every service uh, Joel Osteen would offer that opportunity of salvation. And uh, that day, uh, when he started to give the call, man, I stood up and I just felt like chains were breaking off of my life. I stopped. I had a face full of tears. And that was the beginning of me um, stopping the drugs, stopping the partying, and stopping all of the horrible decisions. And I decided, hey, I'm going to be a better husband and I'm going to be the best father I can be. At that time, my daughter was um, about six, seven months old and my wife was pregnant with my second child, with my son Kingston. And April of 2007, you know, God just took my life in a positive direction and I started chasing him and I was using music to glorify the world money drugs these things and God when he cleaned me up uh, I remember one of the first songs the beginning said clean me up and use me Lord and that was my prayer and I said God mm. and that's what he did for me man he cleaned me up and I started instead of just doing worldly music I started making Christian hip-hop and they say man come to our youth group and speak and hey why don't you come to the jails why don't you get on this missions trip and god just started taking me all over the place mm. using my gift right and uh then i had an opportunity to become a, a youth pastor then a campus pastor and i worked at ksbj for a little while um, as the marketing director for engine radio and god i believe god was showing me in that time how to use my gifts in a more professional light um, understanding what marketing was to prepare me for this opportunity to pastor this wonderful church. Um, in that time of doing the marketing, I think that's when I met you Absolutely. and started working with Faithful Fathering and yep. uh, kind of helped you guys get connected with, you know, the 
Mike Rosas and these guys. So it's an honor to be here to see that you're still pushing. So congrats on the success, <laughs> the golf tournaments and the podcast. I mean, you're doing some phenomenal things. Well, God is um, great, despite of us. Yeah, you're man. absolutely right. You were the catalyst that helped us move into the 21st century. Yeah, come <laughs> on, man. Yeah, it was, good. it was good. But you're doing great things and your lessons, man, even filming you week in, week out. I still think about all the lessons that you gave us. Um, but it was a time during Harvey when the entire city was underwater, mm-hmm. and that became me and my wife's why, because Starbucks was closed, Walmart was closed, but the only thing people were complaining about was was the church doors not being open. Even on TMZ, they were talking about Lakewood not being open, and that was our eureka moment. We said, you know what, when the city was underwater, the one thing people needed was a church. So we began to start uh, working with the Association of Related Churches, the ARC, and they helped us plant our church, man. They helped us with funding. They helped us with coaching. And September of 2018 at Dobie High School, we launched the church, man, and 430 people showed up, and uh, we've been rolling ever since. Fantastic. Yes, well, sir. we've been praying for you. I know that when you made that step, that was yes. quite a journey and, uh, and quite a step of faith. Yes, indeed, sir. Huh? It was. It was, <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, we were in the high school. COVID hit. You know, there's adversity there. But we were, thank God, we were resilient. And uh, one of your good friends, Sagemont Church, I know you do a lot over there. Absolutely. We were needing um, about a quarter million dollars to purchase the building that we ended up renting after COVID hit. And I walked into Sagemont. Um, Dr. Matt Carter was there, and I told him, hey, man, um, we could use about 200000 And he looked at the ceiling. He said, man, I think this could be a pretty cool God story. And uh, he brought us on stage one Sunday in front of the great people of Sagemont. Not only did they raise... To, they raised three hundred and sixty thousand dollars that day, wow. and uh, blessed us with three hundred and thirty thousand to help with our down payment and to help with paying off our debt. And just a beautiful uh, miracle story that happened for us. And so and that's what God's been doing through our church, through our ministry. Um, just Him showing up and, and showing out, and just letting them know that, it, like I say, Emmanuel, right? It's the holiday season, right? Emmanuel, God is with us, right? He's with me, He's with my family, He's with our church. So, you know, shout out to everybody at Space City Church. And uh, now we're just looking forward to the holiday season, looking forward to what God has for us in 2023. Fantastic! What a what a powerful story, and that's exactly right. The the, the kingdom of God is uh, is are the churches, and for Sagemont, I know they've planted many churches yes. over the years, and uh, so that's a tremendous story. And I tip my cap to you, but mostly we, we of course give credit Glory to God. Glory to God, yes, and, sir. Uh, he always provides the resources. So that, absolutely, that is one. Update us on uh, and tell me the ages of your kids now. Yeah, so Phoenix. That's the age of your bride. Yeah, we're not going to do that. We've, I've learned. i got a little more wisdom now. Uh, my oldest, Phoenix, she's 16. Oh my, uh, my son, Kingston, he'll be 15 in, a, in about a week. And uh, my son, Zaire, is 12. And my daughter, Ariana, is 11. Wow. So we had four back to back to back to back. And uh, one wife, one, one baby mama, no drama. Um, so it's beautiful, man. But my kids are I have two high schoolers now. You know, when I first worked, started working with you, they were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would listen to all the different things you would say, talking about going through the coach season and the mentor season. And we're growing into these next steps and, mm-hmm. and having the, the jar full of marbles and every week taking the marble out. And uh, 16, so let's see, you only have about 100 marbles left. That's right. It's, it's coming. It's getting, it's getting close. Um, but, man, every day I would – every week I would film you. Every time we would sit down and film, you would always – just give so many nuggets, and that's why I definitely want to encourage any any man out there, any young father, and get online, get on the YouTube page, watch all those videos, and get filled, you know what I mean, and get the information and the knowledge you need to help become a better father because that stuff's not embedded in us. 
right. know, some things are natural, the love that we can give them, but when you need these different tools um, to be with a guy that's raised a healthy daughter who's gone on to do great things, um, you're those steps ahead that we need, you know. Right. So faithful right. fathering has been a blessing to, to me for sure. Well, my both our daughter and son have married since wow. we've talked. And, uh, nice. and our son has, uh, his bride has her first uh, grandchild on the way. Really? So, uh, Congratulations. Our, our, my bride hasn't stopped smiling. Yes, I bet. I bet. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but she's due in January, so we always solicit prayers that all continue yeah, to go yeah, well. Absolutely. That's but, awesome. Uh, that's exciting times yes, to sir. see the next generation. Good yes, so, wow. uh, well, that's a, that's a great update, Vaughn. I'm uh, proud of you, and it, it's just a, a tremendous story. Now, you you talked yourself about some busyness you got caught up in yeah. uh, in the world and what have you. And there's a there's a lot through the holiday seasons uh, that uh, that that really distracts men, isn't yes. there? There's a lot of a lot of busyness. How how do you coach uh, your your uh, your congregation to right. say you know keep the keep first things first? Yeah, absolutely. I reached out to a friend this weekend. I was like, man, hi, hey, how was Thanksgiving? And he was like, man, you know, um, I had a job. I had to go film. And he told me, and I said, you know, brother, you have to, holidays are for family, you know. Mm-hmm. And as much as you want to make money on those days, you have to be disciplined enough to understand that, man, those things have to be put on the back burner when it comes to holidays. And when I was younger, I'd run around, I'd miss events. And so for my family, they know and they see it through me, not just through what I say, with my actions, hey, when it's holiday time, daddy slows down. Business has to slow down. And we always do something at Space City Church called a Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, so Thanksgiving time, Friendsgiving, we, everybody brings potluck. And the food is impressive. You know, and I told them. You're, I, you're I, not I, Methodist, are you? We're definitely not Methodist. <laughs> hey, but we love some food. Amen. And I told my congregation, I said, hey, man, if this whole church thing don't work out, we could open a restaurant. You know what I mean? Uh, but I think you have to. You can't say too much. You know, you have to lead through example. And I definitely try to during the holiday season show online through Facebook, through social media. Here's a snapshot of me with my wife. Here's a snapshot with me and my kids Mm -hmm. so they can understand where the ideals are. You know, you have to match up with people that have the same value system as you. You know, you got to make sure your friends, uh, scripture that they teach us in youth group, right? Uh, I think 1 Corinthians 15.33, 1 Corinthians 15.33, don't be fooled, bad company corrupts good character, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to hang around good people that are going to teach you and show you um, the right way. But, man, always living um, through the word of God and making sure that you put church first, man, do not forsake the some of the saints. So even like on a Sunday where churches will get low attendance after Thanksgiving, I press the issue, man. Hey, man, this Thanksgiving weekend, man, you got so much to be thankful for. Let's get back to the house of God, right? So just always reiterating the fact that Christ comes first. So when, when the world ramps up almost from Halloween on yes. to Thanksgiving into Christmas, you're telling men to slow down. That what I'm hearing to slow down, get your priorities. Straight. Absolutely. And even better because, you know, when you're coming to the end of the year, you know, you're starting the next year's coming. You don't want to how you end the year is going to is going to be how you how you start the next year. You know, so you need to make sure that you've got your ducks lined up. Right. That your family is in is a priority. Right. Mm-hmm. That you're getting everything in place. And, you know, I try to make sure that the men know that it's their responsibility um, to lead their family. Mm-hmm. You know, so we we. Uh, have a young urban church. Um, not everybody in our church grew up in the church. I was blessed that, you know, this I was a drug baby, right? My mom drugged me to church seven days a week, right? So, <laughs> but a lot of these guys, they weren't um, raised in church. So I try to show them uh, proper order, right? For me, I always felt like the priority was my kids, then my wife. But I, was, I had to learn through reading the scripture, through the Holy Spirit teaching me, is God first, your bride, 
than the children, right? Because once those marbles run out that jar, it's just going to be you and your bride back at the house. So you have to make sure that you're putting those priorities in place. And, again, you can't just talk about it. If you tell your kids you're a priority to me but your actions don't show it, they're not going to believe you, right? They're right. Gonna, you're going to need to show it. And uh, what they say, women and children, they, they listen with their eyes, sure. right? So sure. that's the main thing is just showing it and not just talking about it. And that's the design by God, of course, as well, that priority. You know, he created us male and female. Right. And then Genesis 2.24 to the marriage is defined, just leave your father and mother, unite with your that's wife, right. cleave to your wife, become one flesh. That's right, that's right. And then Malachi 2.15 says, why are you one in marriage mm. to raise a godly offspring? That's awesome. So that's, you know, you're right, those are the priorities. So yes, so what is your, uh, you, you say Friendsgiving is one tradition mm-hmm. in the church. Are there any other traditions in your home at Thanksgiving time that yeah. you're doing to, to, to prepare for Christmas? Yeah, well, when it comes to Christmas, I think it's just family, you know, mm-hmm. and just making sure we're uh, putting things on the calendar. You know, I've got my side of the family. My wife has her side of the family. Sure. And making sure that we're pouring into that, you know, letting our kids see. For us, we have an interracial marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you go to my wife's side of the family, it's a little bit different culture. You know, the mm-hmm. food's a little different. Sure. You know, when you come to my side and us being Caribbean, um, we might be we're probably a little louder mm-hmm. at our dinner than their dinner. But, you know, allowing them to see um, just how to fit in, man, and, and mold and, um, and be strong family members. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like a lot of times what they say, blood is thicker than water. And it's uh, you can go around and give everybody your best, and then you come home and then you give your family scraps. Or you try to, you know, in the business world, you're interacting, you're doing your best to make money, but your cousins and your family, they don't feel the love. So I think the main thing is, man, just making sure you're you're spending time with the right people. Um, at our church, I know as a ministry, we do something called Toy Drive with the King. And uh, for the last couple of years, we've partnered with Doug Stringer and Somebody Cares America. And we've been able to partner with the local Jessup Elementary and the End Elementary and help these kids who would not have a great Christmas, who may not be able to afford certain toys and um, to be able to have those funds and, and not only give them the toys, right, but bring them in and give them some music, but also present the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Let them understand mm-hmm. what the true purpose of this is like we're coming in for a toy drive but this toy drive with the king and mm-hmm. letting them understand who the king is and the fact that it's not about what they do but it's about everything jesus did for them and that's what this holiday season is about you know mm-hmm. what i mean absolutely and that so that focus on uh, on the family and yes. as a, to build around that and then the extended church family to absolutely. set right priorities so so at thanksgiving you plant the seeds that hey Hey, dads, work with your kids to yes. pick some toys they hadn't played with in a while. Come on. And uh, let's uh, teach them how to give. Right, right. Uh, get them in the Christmas spirit of giving, right? Absolutely. That's, uh, that's a powerful, powerful story. So that so your charge, uh, what's what's your charge as, as, we, uh, as we come out of the Thanksgiving weekend and, mm-hmm. and we start to move into December? What's your, your, your tip to dads to, to be sure to stay clear of busyness? We always want to remind them yes. what busy stands for, right? Right, right. Being under Satan's yoke. Come on, and that's, that's what we want to we want to encourage dads to step out of that busyness, mm-hmm. but to slow down. What what would be your words to say? All right, dad, this is the time. Make this year different. Yeah, I would say get into the Word of God. You know, I think there's a lot of books out there. There's a lot more resources on how you can sit down with your family. I think I've been more intentional about. Um, a 6 a.m. Bible study. I've mm-hmm. been intentional about, hey, you know, this day during the week after dinner, we're going to sit down and we're going to read the Word of God. You know what I mean? So I think just, you know, being the priest of your home. You know, the, the pastor's cool. I'm a pastor. I'm good. But I always tell the guys at my church, 
I'm the pastor here, but when you go home, you're the pastor, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to realize that just giving your kids the toys, the PS5 and the Xbox and the Jordans, that's one thing, um, but those things are going to come and go. Those things are going to vanish, but man, give them the word of God, you know, give them the scripture, you know, give them the story of Jesus Christ and, and the realness of why all these decorations are happening and why all the celebration and why you're getting that Christmas bonus, you know what I mean? Um, so just making sure in inject Jesus into every conversation you can have possible. Okay. Being intentional. Yes, sir. There you go, Dad. You heard it from uh, Pastor Von Juan (laughs) to uh, focus in on the reason for the season, which, of course, is the birth of the Christ child. So, Dads, uh, get in the Word, share the Word, have that family devotion time, slow down, and enjoy family. That's the Dad you're called to be, and that's the Dad the next generation needs. Godspeed.